You're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Welcome, everybody. This is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era, improv news stories, and go on long-winded rants about our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, it's the return of the rental rent. Woohoo! It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a couple months. I don't even know exactly how long because I can't be bothered to look it up. <laughs> uh, but it's been a couple months since we did a rental rant special. We brought back our off week specials recently with our first uh, Super Gushers episode. And that was a, a ton of fun. It was fun to get back to a format where we can just talk about pop culture stuff, stuff we like, stuff we don't like, without that uh, pressure hanging over our heads of like, oh, I got to like improv like a whole story and make something up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I mean, don't get me wrong. I love doing that. But yeah, that 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 does take a lot of mental power. It does. <laughs> it's draining. Yeah, it can be very exhausting. And like, it takes a lot of preparation. Sometimes you got to do homework. You got to like watch some movies ahead of time. You know, and sometimes it's nice to just hop on the recording and be like, you know what? Let's just like, you know, bitch about something for a little while, or let's gush about something for a little while. So we used to do the rental rants, and I felt like after the first like three or four episodes, we got to a point where we weren't really ranting about stuff so much. We were just kind of using the off week, you know, special as a venue to just talk about something other than like an improv, or you know, in the case of when we talked about G.I. Joe, we talked about the Friday the 13th uh, NES game. We, we kind of improv anyway, you know. Right. Uh, <laughs> so that's why I mean, we did the Super Gushers thinking, hey, let's, let's just have some fun, talk about some stuff we like. And, you know, we went, went into the episode thinking we were going to just, you know, gush about, you know, cool stuff you can find in the dirty hidden corners of pop culture. And we ended up just like going on and on and on about all this awesome stuff we like in comics and movies and like straight to uh, straight to video, you know, films and things like that. But I think it's time that we do rant about something. Let's bitch about something. Let's Agreed. get righteously angry about something. hundred <laughs> percent agree. <laughs> and I want to add our voices to the chorus of people because they are they are out there. They do exist. You know, we're not the first people to come to uh, our particular mouthpiece uh, forum and bitch about this. But I want to add our chorus to all the folks out there who are righteously decrying the fucking evil of gatekeeping. Oh, I hate it. Oh, yeah. Fucking, fucking gatekeepers. Yeah, these fucking dudes, and it's usually dudes, right? So yeah. it's not it's yeah. not always, but like let's just uh, generalize here at the beginning that it's probably like you know privileged, uh, upper middle class, like suburban cis white dudes, you know, <laughs> who ninety percent of the time, yes, <laughs> right, cis white straight dudes from the suburbs, and like you know, not not to disparage anybody out there, but like their names are probably like you know. Colt and Ryder and <laughs> shit like that. Chad and whatnot. <laughs> exactly. Kyle. <laughs> exactly, right. You know, <laughs> Cody and Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, exactly. Anyway, anyway, so if your name's Hunter, sorry, I'm, I apologize. Unless you're a gatekeeper, in which case, fuck you. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, 
But I was recently reminded of this because I, I came across the trend, not for the first time, not even for the thousandth time, but I once again stumbled across this trend of these douchebags who will put up a TikTok or YouTube short or something like that. And it's these guys who they think that they're being like funny or cool or cute or whatever. And they go to like concerts with a microphone and they walk up to random people outside the concert wearing a band t-shirt. Now let's say, you know, they walk and it's usually a girl. They usually walk up to a girl or someone of color or someone who isn't exactly like them. And, you know, they walk up to some black guy wearing like a Slayer shirt or some girl wearing, you know, like a Cannibal Corpse shirt or whatever. And they'll be like, can you name three Slayer songs? And it's like, dude, fuck you, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck you. Well, because and- let's be let's be honest here. How, how many how many band T-shirts are just fucking cool T-shirts? There's a ton of them that are just really cool T-shirts. Not everybody is going to know the band. They, they might just be like, you know what? I like that shirt. Like, they don't have to like the music to like the shirt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, and I think that a lot of it might come from the fact that there has been – there's been this rash of people online to kind of calling out, like, the Justin Biebers and the Kardashians of the world and the Taylor Swifts or whoever. These sort of pop culture icons who you know, maybe a little bit young, but you'll see them sometimes. They'll be wearing, like, a Guns N' Roses shirt or a Metallica shirt or some band – that is maybe a little bit older than them in terms of their their generation, maybe a little heavier than the type of music that they're known for. And so like if you see like Justin Bieber, for example, wearing like an Iron Maiden shirt, you might immediately assume that he's like a fucking poser, you know, trying to pretend right. he's all tough. But yeah, to your point, like, have you seen Iron Maiden shirts? Like fucking Eddie is cool as hell. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I had a shit ton of Eddie posters in my room before I ever even heard Iron Maiden. Now, granted, I heard Iron Maiden like soon after getting those posters because the posters intrigued me before the music did. I thought it I thought Eddie was awesome, especially that. What is it? uh, Somewhere in time. Oh, yeah. That one one is the one that drew me in. I'm like, what is this? This is amazing. And then, you know, I finally listened to Iron Maiden. I was like, this is also amazing. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I remember being a kid and going to the House of Guitars in Rochester, New York. And I didn't live in Rochester when I was a kid, so it was a little bit of a road trip. We'd go and visit my cousins. We had to go to the House of Guitars. And, you know, we'd be wandering around looking for music because that shit is not organized. And you just had to, like, get lucky you found something. Um, You know, I would always be mesmerized by the Iron Maiden posters and the T-shirts they had up, you know, on the walls. And Judas Priest, too. And there's just a lot of those bands from the you know from the metal era especially in the 80s that had these just amazing looking posters and t-shirts and you know and even like quiet riot they had these like mascots right Mm -hmm. yep and they were cool and and it might have been a joke but i recently saw something too online where somebody was like oh i didn't even know nirvana was a band like i just thought it was a cool shirt you know and of course then they get lambasted all over social media like what do you mean you've never heard of nirvana they're one of the greatest bands of all time but (laughs) (laughs) i I like i like your annoyed guy (laughs) but like you know i'm i'm a you know you and i are we're young gen xers maybe elder millennials depending on how you you measure it we kind of fit into that like Xlennial sort of mid-generation. I personally, I I identify as like a young Gen Xer. 
Uh, you know, if you're anything like me, like you were like, you know, yeah, exactly. Right. We were latchkey kids and like we grew up fast and hard and like, you know, we we learned to take care of ourselves. And I definitely like identified more with like my older brother and my older cousins and, and shit like that. You know, and I grew up thinking like fucking millennials, they don't know shit. You know? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even though I'm married to one now. But anyway, <laughs> Um. But yeah, but as a Gen Xer, like I remember being a kid and thinking that like Grateful Dead T-shirts looked really fucking cool, and I had never heard a Grateful Dead song, you know. And yeah. the only song I may have heard might have been like, uh, what's it called? Uh, is it called Shades of Grey? Right, that one song they had like the one music video they had on MTV, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but those shirts look cool, you know, and like you would see like uh, Black Sabbath had fucking cool shirts and posters. I didn't hear Black Sabbath until I was older. Like I was an Ozzy Osbourne fan as a kid and I knew he was in Black Sabbath. But like, you know, I didn't really, you know, uh, know that much about their music. Um, and by the way, that sorry, that Grateful Dead song is called Touch of Grey. It took me a second. Like, hang on, I, I can sing it. But like, what, it's not called Shades of Grey. What's it called? Touch of Grey. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean, so like we were in the same boat and I'm sure that people oh, yeah. older than us were like, what do you mean you never heard of the Grateful Dead? Like, listen to this kid, you know? <laughs> well, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I'm sure you saw it in high school and middle school as well. But like tons of kids in my school were rocking Led Zeppelin and freaking Jimi Hendrix and Grateful mm-hmm. Dead T-shirts all the time. And now I'm not going to say that they didn't listen to him because I know a lot of those kids did. But I'm sure there were plenty of those kids who, like, knew of them, maybe heard a song or two, but cared more about, like, I like this crazy, weird angel dude on this Led Zeppelin shirt. I'm going to wear that. You know, or I like this tie-dyed dead bear shirt, so I'm going to wear that. Like, because a lot of the kids I knew were listening to stuff like Nirvana and Pearl Jam, but they were still Mm -hmm. rocking Grateful Dead shirts. So a lot of it was the fact that the shirt was cool and they were sold in frickin' spencers and you know like cabbages and places that we went to to buy music yeah yeah and and going back to this whole idea of like you know name three of their songs like the idea is that what these people are trying to do in these stupid tiktok videos is it's like a gotcha right they're trying to say that like oh you're not a real fan if you can't even name three of their songs then like you don't deserve to wear the t-shirt like that's the message right yeah exactly and and again that's stupid because again to your point when i was a kid i wasn't a huge fan of led zeppelin and at a certain point in my life i would have told you that they sucked but like whatever i got over that but like when i was a kid yeah people listen to led zeppelin listen to the doors right listen to all Mm -hmm. this stuff stuff my dad played in the house if you had asked me at like 18 19 20 years old hey name three led zeppelin songs I would have maybe been able to sing them to you, but like name them. I don't know. Like, it, right. I didn't, I didn't learn the names of the songs until later because I didn't have those cassettes. I didn't have those CDs. You know, there were songs you'd hear on the radio or like my dad would be playing them. It, that, that's not to say that I couldn't be like a Led Zeppelin fan or a Grateful Dead fan or, you know, or a fan of, you know, any number of these guys, or even like, you know, some of these bands that were like kind of like one hit wonders, you know, there was a shitload of bands like that, just like there are still today, but that doesn't mean that I can't still rock out to like American woman, you know, <laughs> right. Or like Absolutely. American, right? American pie and stuff like that. And like be a f- fan of like Don McLean. That doesn't mean that I can't be a fan just because the guy only had one fucking song. <laughs> I, I mean, also to be fair, like I'm one of those people that, that when people pull the gotcha on me anyway, like it doesn't matter if it's something I'm extremely knowledgeable about. If I'm not expecting to answer questions and someone's a like, quick name, three, blah, 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 you know, like name three green day songs. I'm going to be like, uh, 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 like 
I'm not a good, like, surprise question answerer. So, like, that kind of shit in general is a shitty tactic to do to people. Because you just, you, you, you roll up on them, they're not expecting it, and then you're like, oh, see, told you. And it's like, not everyone uh, can just rattle shit off the top of their head immediately upon asked. You yeah, know, it's I, like, I, I still, like, I can't tell you the amount of times prior to a podcast I have to make notes because I'm like, I know I'm going to be like, oh, what's the name of that? Um, 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 like it happens to everybody. So the, fuck mm-hmm. those guys in general. I mean, <laughs> just like I, everything I, I just, about it. Exactly. I mean, I just did it a couple minutes ago. I was like that Grateful Dead song. I've heard a thousand times. Such a great, I can sing it. But like, and, but when put on the spot from my own brain thinking like, what's, wait, what's that song called? Like, I don't know. Right. You know, like it took me a second to like, think about it. Cause I don't think about it with the name of the song, but whatever, like, I don't want to get so caught up in like, you know, the song title conversation. It has more to do with the fact of like, you know, being put on the spot or being called out for what essentially is someone saying, you're not a real fan because you can't pass my bullshit trivia quiz. Like uh, that kind of stuff absolutely drives me crazy. And like, good. Oh, I was going to say, and and it, I mean, that extends so far beyond just music. Like, unfortunately comics is plagued with it. Um, and, and I know you and I experienced a lot of that when we both got back into the comic book world because we were gone for so long, we were trying to play catch up. So there was a lot yep. like, I, I remember the first time someone was like, well, have you read Sandman? And I'm like, I haven't yet. And it was like, almost like they were looking mm-hmm. down their nose at me. And I was like, mm, I, I, I'm embarrassed. I feel shame. And it's like, why? Because I haven't read that one book yet. I've read a whole bunch of other stuff. And it's like, eventually I did get there. But there's always going to be those fucking snobs and gatekeepers. And I hate it. Like, in every medium. This is, I think I mentioned this to you before. Where I was talking to, uh, you know, friend of the show, Tara. We were talking about horror movies. And sometimes she tends to pull back because she's afraid to like speak up about mm-hmm. the movies that she likes or the, you know, the, the films that, that she finds really fascinating because the, the quote unquote horror purists look down their nose at it. Like one of the things that her and I greatly disagree on, but I totally respect her opinion is that she loves the Texas chainsaw remake. Whereas I am not a fan. Like I think the movie was great up until the last like 20 minutes of the film. I feel it falls apart but I totally get why she loves it. And I think it's awesome that she does. So it's like, you can, you can disagree with someone's opinion without being like, man, your opinion sucks. You don't know horror. Like, no, stop that shit. Yeah. As if like somebody who is a big fan, having an opinion automatically makes that opinion, opinion, correct. You know, right. (laughs) Right. And and, and I came up, I came across this yesterday, listening to a podcast about, um, about music from the early 2000s and the late 90s and i won't get into the specifics about what it was exactly but it was a specific like niche fan group type of a podcast you know people who were into a certain type of music a certain type of subgenre at a specific time and so they have this podcast and they normally just kind of talk about the history of the subgenre but they decided to have have like basically like a like a fantasy football type of draft they're like wouldn't it be fun if we three hosts, we all decided, hey, let's let's have like a vote on who are the best songwriters in this community. And they were like, yeah, we know everyone's going to get mad. They're all going to yell at us and whatever. 
And I thought, oh, this would be fun to listen to because I know I have my opinions on who the greatest songwriters are from, you know, from that type of music. But the, what the problem is that it almost immediately fell apart. I'm sitting here thinking, oh, this is going to be a fun episode for, you know, what's what's admittedly kind of like a nerdy niche, you know, uh, podcast that really is not going to appeal to the general masses. And I was like, right. oh, this will be fun. This is exactly the kind of like nerd itch that I like to scratch. And then these guys start talking and almost immediately it's like, oh, this is bullshit because they weren't coming at it from a perspective of like, this is, these are my four favorites. What are your four favorites? Oh, that's interesting. Like, let's talk about it. But instead it was very obvious and very overt from the one host who just came out and said it and where he was basically like, look, you guys have your opinions, but I've been a fan of this sub subgenre for a long time. I play in these bands. I know these people personally, like I'm a super fan. I host the podcast and these are the four best songwriters and like, we can talk about it, but at the end of the day, these are the four like period, like this is the answer. And you can argue with you all you, all you want, but if at the end of the day, we don't vote for these four, this game is rigged. And I'm like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> That's just a gross way to look at things. I know. And it turned me off of this whole podcast. You know, and again, it's already kind of like a, you know, a, a niche thing. And I'm like, I don't even want to listen to this guy's podcast anymore. Because I'm like, this yeah. is some nonsense. You know, like to basically Ugh. say, because I am in, I am more of a fan than you are, that my opinion automatically equals fact. And your yeah. opinion is just your opinion. But clearly it's fallible because if it doesn't match up with mine, then it must be wrong. And you clearly don't know enough about this fan fandom. You're not as much of a fan as I am because you didn't pick the exact same four people that I picked. <laughs> yeah. And see, and that that is something that irritates the fuck out of me just in fandoms in general is the idea of not letting someone just have their opinion. Like how many times have you personally heard me on the boogeyman's closet talk about movies that I love that I know are not good movies, but I love them. So it's like, I get mm -hmm. why people don't like them. Like, I understand why me and Omay are probably the only two people that listen to the Sorority Babes and Slimeball Bolarama episode <laughs> are fans of that movie. You know, yeah, I get it. I totally understand. But it's a fun movie for me. Um, or like something like It Follows, where like it was a huge like everybody hating on It Follows except for me. <laughs> but like again i get it i get why people don't like it i personally find it to be a brilliant film and and it's it's a very divisive film like some people i you either love it or hate it there's no in between and and i understand that i get why people are like that what i don't get are when people are like ah how can you like that oh my god you have no taste blah, 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 blah. like shut up <laughs> like, yeah I, I see that in the, me and Maurice are talking about this in the horror community all the fucking time because one of the things that we encounter a lot is with us being big comic book movie fans, like obviously, you know, we love the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We even love the crazy DC Cinematic Universe. Like mm -hmm. me and Maurice are big comic book fan, you know, comic book movie fans. And also the fact that we, you know, kind of hang out in the Buffalo Niagara Falls horror crowds. We hear a lot of the clapback from horror fans about people who like comic book movies. And the whole concept is it's ruining cinema. It's taking over cinema. You know, these horror movies aren't getting a proper shake because of these big budget, you know, Disney, blah, 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 comic book movies. And it's like, you know, they're not ruining the movie industry. Like, like, like first of all, before they were even around, 
these horror films weren't getting a proper shake anyway. So I don't even know where the comparison lies. I know. You know? So, sorry to get you off, off the rails, but like, isn't horror known specifically for being a genre that has a shitload of like low budget schlock films specifically exactly. because they were never given a fair shake. <laughs> exactly. And that's the other thing, like, and it, it, it brings me to my next point, which is actually because of these crazy comic book movies, Movies like the Hellraiser remake are getting more money because their parent company is fucking Disney. <laughs> like, so yeah. that instead of you had the original Hellraiser made on a budget of nine hundred thousand, you know, you got several million being thrown at the the new Hellraiser movie, and it's like, yeah, is it a good movie? Absolutely, you know. But so is the original. Like either way comic book movies didn't take anything away. So I just, I hate that mentality of wait, 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 you're a horror fan. Then you can't like these. And it's like, no, fuck no, shut up. Stop with the gatekeeping. <laughs> like you can still like comic book movies and enjoy horror movies. That one is not synonymous with hating the other one. Like, I don't get it. Yeah. Oh God. I mean, we could go off on a different tangent about that too. And I'm like, dude, horror has been in a stronger place now than it has been in fucking decades. I mean, Halloween, yeah predator hellraiser i mean scream i mean all the jordan peele shit being all over the goddamn you know place people love that dude like dude horror especially horror with a budget is mm -hmm. stronger than it's been maybe ever right now so yeah anyone who thinks that horror is being disserviced by anything you know can can suck a dick anyway <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're not wrong <laughs> i mean i'm gonna come right out and say right now i think of myself as a snobby elitist you know know-it-all comic book fan that's not to say that i'm gonna keep anybody from reading it because hell no i would never do that because i want more people to read comics i want comics yeah. to be more mainstream i want to feel less like an outsider when I read comics because more people are into it. Do I think that all those, you know, Disney Marvel movies are awesome? No, but are more people reading comics now? Cool. Like I'm down for it, you know? Absolutely. Uh, and so I'll come right out and say as that sort of like elitist nerd, and, 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 and I, I'd say I probably have a decent amount of like pedigree in like horror circles. I could hold my own, but yeah. at the same time, like I have never, I never saw sorority babes in the slime ball bullorama until like you and Michael May started talking to me about it. I've still, <laughs> never seen it follows and i want to it's on my list but like you know what so fucking what i'll get to it man i'm working on it there's a lot of shit right. in the world to spend my time on you know but like i'm not necessarily like the number one horror fan but if i end up going to a horror convention and i walk in you know with maybe like an aliens t-shirt on or something and somebody tries to stop me and be like you know name three you know three ridley scott movies or something i'm gonna tell them to fuck off you know, and <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go inside and I'm going to enjoy the horror convention and I'm not going to recognize half of these C-list actors who are in there making their, you know, making their living with autographs and stuff, you know, because right. I am not necessarily that much into the subgenre. But that doesn't mean that I can't go to a horror convention and just nerd out because holy shit, you know, look at all this cool Candyman stuff and Friday the 13th stuff and like, oh, I want to meet this actor, and that actor and like, yeah, you know. I mean, Linnea Quigley is a bad example because I do know who that is, but like the average person walking in off the street going into a horror movie convention might be like, oh, sweet. I want to meet Kane Hodder. I want to meet Robert England. Who the fuck is Linnea Quigley? But right. does that mean that that person isn't a horror fan? Exactly. That's just, that's <laughs> a, it's such a dumb mindset to, to think like you're not a real fan unless blank. Like I remember something that you and I both used to do 
way back when, like when we were in our twenties, <laughs> we're going, we're going back <laughs> now. Um, and even something I still do to this day, and I'm sure you do as well. But back when we started heavily getting into comics and our circle of friends didn't really read a lot of comics. One of the things we often did is we'd go to house of fantasy. We'd go to Haley's, we'd buy all our books. We'd go all hang mm-hmm. out at Denny's and we'd be showing our friends the comic books and then talking to them about their taste. And it's yep. like, if they were like, oh, well, I don't think I'd like that. I'd be like, okay, well, what are you into? And then we would try to recommend something based on what they like. Not like, oh, well, you don't know good because you don't read Barry Ween, boy genius. No, we were <laughs> like, like, oh, the, you, you're not, you're not a fan of like comedic comic books. Well, hey, you should check out, you know, Pedro and me. It's a little more, you know, it's a drama, you know, stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. we would, we would always try to find comic books that would suit the tastes of our friends rather than trying to keep them out of it. And it's the same thing I do with horror movies all the time. Like I'm people at work always come to me like, you know, name a scary horror movie. And I'm like, I always tell them the same thing. Well, what scares me might not scare you. Mm-hmm. What, what do you find frightening or what are you into? And then I try to recommend movies based on those, not just like, well, if you don't find terrify or freaky, clearly you don't know horror. Like, no, fuck that. Like try to try to engage people with your, with your hobby. Don't try to push them away saying, keep it all to yourself. Like a fucking dragon sleeping on a pile of gold. Like, <laughs> right. Enjoy it. Enjoy it with others. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. So, uh, at the risk of like going on and on and on, because you know, you know how I get. <laughs> um, I had two experiences in a comic book shop in the last, uh, I guess, I guess it's been about two years, and to me, it was a perfect example of exactly the type of bullshit that I hate. But it's on different ends of the spectrum because gatekeeping, you know, it's these dudes who think that other people aren't like a good enough of a fan to like be a part of the fandom. Like you have to do all this fucking homework and research and shit just to call yourself a fan. But there's also these people who. Like to your point, like they're so into this one thing that they just insist on everybody reading it, you know, like mm-hmm. the kind of like the comic kind of comic book fans who insist that like, oh, well, you got to read these these superhero books. Oh, Spider-Man, Batman, Superman. And I'm sure that those are great, but they're not for everybody. You know, like my own kid, Tegan, reads comics by the fucking ton. Like Tegan can read com- read any book really, you know, so fast. Like there's such such a fast reader that I'm so jealous of it. So we'll go to the library. We'll come home with like a stack of like 15 books and they'll be done like the next day or the day after you know (laughs) and it's crazy to me and so i over the years i've suggested that tegan read some superhero comics like i think you might like you know like captain marvel or ms marvel or you know whatever and but they're just not into it but they they'll read graphic novels by the stack full love comics makes their own comics but superheroes just aren't their thing but you know that there's those fans out there who are like well you're not a real comics fan if you don't know all this backstory about spider-man <laughs> you know right exactly uh, so i had these two experiences and it was kind of funny and in both cases i was like man shaking my head like come on guys like do better you know and so the first one was a couple of years ago this actually um right after like comic shops opened up again after a quarantine i keep saying a couple of years ago like covid was so long ago but it really wasn't uh, <laughs> right well like two christmases ago right anyway um and i was in a comic book shop all masked up being careful and this i was in a shop here in, in austin and it has a really nice um like family friendly kind of kid section and i'm standing there looking for something for my own kid and this lady walks up and you could see she doesn't have any idea what she's doing probably never been in a comic book store before and i could just kind of tell her by her body language that she was waiting for someone to come and help her right and i almost spoke up 
but like I don't work there. So <laughs> so this guy walks over who I later found out is like the owner's son, which makes it even funnier. But anyway, um, so this guy, <laughs> Kai, comes uh, he comes over and he's asking what she wants. She was looking for some recommendations. He was saying, oh, my kid is like, you know, uh, I think it was like it was like six or seven years old, like the kind of like early reader, you know, like can read, but like not a lot of like complicated stuff, you know, and sure. um and this dude was just like, oh, like, oh, well, everyone's got, you got to read Bone. Everyone's got to read Bone by Jeff Smith. And Bone by Jeff Smith is an amazing comic book. It's a, you know, for anyone who isn't familiar with it, imagine like Disney characters going on like a fantasy world adventure, like a Lord of the Rings style adventure where the main characters are literally like, you know, they're like sort of like 1930s era style Disney characters, you know, like from an yeah. almost silent movie style. And it's a really fun comic. It's fun. It's funny. It's influenced a lot by Moby Dick, uh, strangely enough. Um, it's got a little bit of, like, content that's like, yeah, this is for the older readers. You know, hope maybe the kids won't really get it. But one of the main characters, like, smokes a cigar all the time, which, you know, again, by Disney standards, is, like, not cool for kids. Anyway, the point is, the dude is, like, insisting, oh, you got to read Bone. And she, you could tell she looked at it. It was like, oh, well, I don't, I don't know that he can – he's at the level to read this yet, right? I don't remember the exact words that she used. But it was obvious that she was like, looks cute, but, like, he's maybe too young to read all these words. You know, like, this got to be yeah. something else. And But this dude was just, like, insisting. He, and he was like, yeah, well, we've got some other stuff. But, like, oh, trust me, everyone loves Bone. you got to start with Bone. It's like, you got you have to. Like, it's, like, the best kids comic of all time. Like, it's so great. And he was so excited about it that he was, like, insisting that this woman buy it to the point where she got so turned off that she just, like, turned and was going to leave. You know, and I'm like, dude, look, what are you doing? Like in my head, I'm like, stop it. You know, like, right. You're like gatekeeping by being such a such a uh, like laser focused fan of this one thing that like you just won't accept the fact that like she doesn't want it, dude. Like, leave her alone. You know? <laughs> so, exactly. So he like wanders off. The lady didn't actually leave. She was just like, I think she walked away thinking that she was going to leave to make him go away. And then she like circled back to the section to like, keep looking, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, oh, it's so sad that a woman knows that trick, you know, and probably has to use it all the time on these freaking like mansplaining douchebags. Um, right. Anyway, so she walks back over and she's looking and I couldn't help myself. And I was just like, let me show you some stuff, you know, like, trust me, I know, I, I know what I'm talking about. I have kids that are that age. Hell, I love comics that are for kids that age because I don't have any, you know, uh, restrictions or any prejudice against genres. Like I have comics in my collection that are like for age four, you know, and oh, yeah, because good comics are good comics. And let me show you some stuff. And she ended up walking away. And like I made that store some sales that day because I was I listened to what she had to say and didn't like shove my bullshit down her throat, you know. Right. And that's that's one of those. That's exactly what we were just talking about. Like, that's the type of thing that fans should be doing. You know, share your knowledge based upon what the person is into. Don't try to force them to like what you like. You know, it's like it's fine that you like what you like. Enjoy the hell out of it. Like, again, you, you're not a video game guy. I'm a video game guy. Like we sometimes I'll talk your ear off about a video game, just telling you the storyline of it. And it's like, I know you're not going to play the damn thing, but I, you, you know, it's like we're just giddy talking about nerd stuff, you know, and it's like, that's fine. Enjoy what you enjoy, but don't expect everybody to enjoy the thing you want to enjoy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's oh, man. It's irritating. <laughs> Sorry, I kept cutting you off. Um, no, that's right. But yeah, you're totally right. You know, and I do that all the time. Like I love listening to people talk about the stuff that they like, you know, and I mentioned it here on the show a ton of times. My, my favorite book genre, my favorite types of podcasts. I don't have to like the topic, but if you 
have a podcast or an audiobook or something and people are talking passionately about something that they're really, really into, like, fuck, I'll listen to your audiobook about golf, but hey, make it interesting. And if you're a mega fan and you know all the ins and outs and all the like the neat little twists and tricks and secrets, like, dude, I'm in, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. And like you said, with video games, like, yeah, I'm probably not going to play those Resident Evil games, but or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. but it's interesting hearing people talk about it when they get, you get excited about something and you want to just like, Oh dude, check this out, you know? And I'm in, like, I am totally in on that stuff. Um, but like the other side of the spectrum is people who, you know, you push things that you like, but then you also push the shit that you hate, you know? And I don't yeah. think that I purposely bring up Rob Liefeld on the show all the time, but he, he tends to come up, you know, uh, <laughs> after, <laughs> yeah. you know, 30, 30, 40 years, you know, into his career, he's still like a divisive figure in the comic book industry. But there's another comic book shop uh, in Austin that I used to go to where it was much more of like a, like a nerdy, you know, shop for like sort of the the more hardcore fans not that they wouldn't you know let anyone walk in the door i really respected the people who ran the shop and i felt like we were like kindred spirits like okay these are people who are on my like elitist snobby level (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh but then i'm in there and this new rob liefeld comic had come out and he's been printing a lot of like real like vanity project shit lately and Mm -hmm. dude holds it up and to some other person in the store who was like one of his regulars too, and was just like, what the fuck is up with this? Like, who wants this? Who is this for? You know? And he's like, this is so stupid. Like, why is this shit still coming out? You know? And I'm just standing there going me, by the way, I was going to fucking buy that, but now I don't want to because you just like made fun of me you know, indirectly. And now I can't say, Hey, where's the new like X-Force kill shot that just came out from Rob Liefeld that I wanted right. to read because you're making fun of it in front of everybody else. And then the other part of me is like, what the fuck did you order it store? You obviously ordered it to stock on the shelf because you knew that people were going to come in here and buy it. So now you're going to stand at the front counter in front of all your customers and like make fun of it. Douchebag. Like yep. I thought you were one of us, you know, and, I'm like, you know what? Fuck, screw you, dude. I'm not coming back here. Like, I literally, I'm like, I'm not coming back here anymore. Like, this is, I hate this. Like, you've just ruined like the vibe in here for me. Mm-hmm. What, you know what's even worse than that? Like, I, I have to bring this up in this rant is there's there's those people that do that that exact type of gatekeeping. Like, this is stupid. Who is this for? Why would anyone like this? Blah blah blah. But they're so far up their own ass that they then start talking about talking about the topic as if they have some kind of authority on it and they're just completely wrong. So (laughs) I I had like one of the things, and this is a whole separate rant. I'm not going to go into it. I just just need to mention this part here. Another side rant, not so much gatekeeping, but it's almost like, it's almost like a performative thing that I see people do one with the new Hellraiser that just came out. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people like pretty much everybody knows, you know, Pinhead is being played by a woman in this Mm -hmm. movie i have not heard a single fan i have not read a single thing anywhere that people were like ah pinhead's a dude fuck that pinhead shouldn't be a woman i have not seen that complaint anywhere what i have seen is everyone saying oh all the fans that are complaining about and i'm like but i haven't seen anyone complaining and i mean and i'm in a lot of horror forums (laughs) i'm just like I, I feel like it's more of a like a defense against an attack that isn't there. And that that mm-hmm. weirds me out. But that's that's just something I wanted to mention about that. But the thing in particular with this Hellraiser that I saw is people bitching about the film, saying it's not as good as the original. And, and again, why does it have to be as good as the original? 
Like, I get it. It's it's kind of a soft reboot. But so what? Like, the original, like, where you were when you first saw the original, you're not in the same place that you were when you saw the original. So chances are, it's not going to ha- hold up to your memory anyway, no matter how good it is. So there's that. But I've seen people, like, going off about this Hellraiser movie not being as good as the original because of X, Y, and Z reasons. One of the big reasons being because they say that it has too much CG, which it does. But, again, it's used well. Um, But this this (laughs) one rant that I saw made me just pull my fucking hair out. Because the person complaining about it was going off about how the only good thing that they can say is at least that the writers decided to go back to the source material and keep it closer to the book. And I'm like, it has nothing to do with the book at all. Like <laughs> it's a book. <laughs> it, it, that's like, I'm like it, it literally, the only thing that is similar to the new Hellraiser to, to the book is the fact that the, the hell priest pinhead is a feminine creature. Like in the book, it was a very androgynous, but you know, feminine form type creature. But that's it. It's in one scene. Pinhead is is just there. Like it's not even called Pinhead. It's, it's a Hell Priest. You know. But it's, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. like there for one fucking scene. The book is about Frank and Julia. Like that's what the book is about. So, but I've seen this sentiment echoed again and again. Well, at least they've gone back to the book, and I'm like, no, they haven't. And why are you telling people that like? It's it's so much worse than the original movie, but at least this one got it right. It's like, dude, you have it backwards. The original movie followed more in line with the book. What the fuck are you talking about? I know, right? But then you're Wait. trying to tell people not to watch it. Like, what? Here's a question for you. I don't necessarily identify as like a horror fan, like as in in the horror fandom, right? I like horror mm-hmm. movies, but I wouldn't say I'm a horror guy. I haven't seen the new Hellraiser. I want to, but I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen all of the original Hellraisers. Some of them I don't care to ever see, but I've seen probably most of them. Mm-hmm. And I have read the Hellbound Heart. Hell, I've read the comic book adaptations of it. So yep. here's the question. Am I a Hellraiser fan? I would think you are. Exactly, right? I'm probably more of a Hellraiser fan than people who have seen the new movie or who have seen some of the original movies. Because, like, well, I've read the book, you know? <laughs> <It's> like. <laughs> But and, but that's but that's a that's a good point to say where it's like I don't necessarily need to identify as a horror movie fan. I just enjoyed a horror thing and then moved on with my life. Right, <laughs> exactly. Oh my god! But it's like there's that there's that type of fan that wants to get up on their soapbox and tell you why this is so much better than things that have come before it, or why it doesn't compare to the things that come before it. Rather than just being like, here's my opinion, here's what I feel about it. And I feel like if everybody were to just take that approach instead, like, here's what I think, you know, mm-hmm. and blah, 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 rather than he, like trying to speak with some authority. Like, again, I hate to use another modern movie, but the the fucking Rob Zombie Monsters movie. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. The amount of hate that that film was getting just on a teaser trailer, you know, and and like my favorite one was like. Well, you know, it's it's in color. I'm like, yeah. And how many other iterations of the monsters have been in fucking color? Like the original monsters was not the only monsters. There's been so many iterations and they weren't all good. 
These same people complained that the Raul Julia Adams family movie was in color, too. The one from the 90s, you know, the one that's right. like a modern classic that everybody fucking likes that made Christina Ricci like a household name. Is that one also suck because it was in color? Because well, the original Adams Family show was black and white. And the funny thing is, those same people that are like, Meh, it doesn't, it doesn't shake a stick to the original. But again, based on a fucking teaser, which I'm just gonna go on record and say I really enjoyed the Monsters movie. It's fucking adorable. I want to see Rob Zombie tackle more family-friendly stuff because it was downright cute. Like I thought it was a lot of fun. Nice. Me and Jess both really enjoyed it. And I, I love Jeff Daniel Phillips, and he fucking knocks it out of the park as Herman. And I forget the guy who plays Grandpa, but holy shit, he's great too. Um, nice. Yeah, I really want to see it. I'm, I was a big fan of the original Monsters TV show, you know, back when we used to watch those uh, Naked Night uh, cart shows that were on like early in uh, on Nickelodeon. They'd be like Dennis the Menace and the Monsters and shit. Oh, yeah. Old black and white shows. <laughs> They'd be on like real early before school. <laughs> so I'd get up to fold my newspapers from my paper out and watch the Monsters. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I did the same fucking thing. But I, I will say one thing. This doesn't really ruin anything. Um, but they kind of explain in a roundabout way Herman's propensity for dad jokes. Um, oh, nice! Because there's there's a bit uh, there's just a little tiny bit about his origin that once you find out, it's like, ha, okay, that explains his bad jokes. Um, <laughs> nice. But yeah, no, overall, like I, I really liked it. But a lot of these same people were bitching about, you know, that were bitching about the monsters. Were also bitching about the upcoming Adams Family or Wednesday Adams uh, Netflix show. Um, I always was it is it Luis Gutzman, the guy who plays Gomez? Yeah, in that? yeah, yeah. Yeah, people were like, oh my god, like he does he doesn't look right as as Gomez. He never, and I'm like, but did you see the original comic strips? He looks fucking exactly like Gomez. Like it's he does. The casting is on point. See, you're comparing it to the Adams Family television show and the Adams Family, you know, '90s films, while trying to stand in a place of authority as a true fan. You know, to gatekeep this new shit rather than being like, oh, no, it still respects the source material. Let me give it a try. Maybe it's not for me, but maybe it's for somebody else. Like, just let shit exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's exactly what it is. Right. Just let shit exist. Let people be fans. You know, what I mean, shit, I'll, you know, again, I'm a big Adams Family fan, too. I'm a big fan of Charles Adams as the cartoonist. You know, I probably mm -hmm. know a lot about that, dude. Like, here's a, here's a deep cut for any fans out there listening to this. If you are Adams Family fans, go read Homecoming, the short story by Ray Bradbury. Well, it's actually like a, a combination of like four or five short stories available in like a standalone book. Homecoming by uh, Ray Bradbury, uh, which is actually based on stories that Ray Bradbury and Charles Adams worked on together that never saw the light of day. But then when they went their own way, like years and years ago, decades ago, Charles Adams ended up drawing the cartoons of these characters that he had created. And Ray Bradbury took the same concept and went and wrote his own short stories about this like family of like supernatural, like misfits. Anyway, anyway, so I wanted to throw that out there for anyway. Am I a, an Adams family fan yet? Can I join the club please? <laughs> You know what's funny about that is I remember you telling me about that and I, and I never looked into it and now I'm sitting here jotting it down like I need to remember to check this out because <laughs> that's freaking cool. Yeah, it's a it's a really really good story um, or the homecoming. Sorry for all of those uh, high fidelity type nerds out there who were like, isn't there a Z <laughs> in the title? Mm. <laughs> oh, I, I hate that. I hate it. <laughs> oh man. So 
I don't think we we're gonna we're really reinventing the wheel here or saying anything new, you know, about uh, gatekeeping. I think we're just uh, just taking a minute to like vent some shit off of our chests, and uh, you know, I definitely don't want to go on and on. But uh, I will say, you know, if you are ever in a type of situation where you're at a concert or a horror convention or something or anywhere, you comic book convention, and somebody says something to you like this, you know, like, hey, can you name three of their songs? Or like, have you read this comic? Or you know, whatever. Like, you know, have you even seen this movie? Right. Here's just tell these dudes to fuck off. Right. Just yeah. tell them that. Or, or better yet, if you're a woman and someone says, hey, can you name three Slayer songs or whatever concert you're at? You turn to them and be like, name me three girls you fucked, douchebag. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and how many of them live in Canada? Exactly. <laughs> I got a girlfriend in Canada. Yeah. Show me where the clit is and then we can talk about comic books, douche. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I hear Jason Mew screaming, I am the clit commander. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That's all I had to say, Mike. I just wanted to get it off my chest. We're going to talk next time. Next time we're going to rant a little bit more about that same topic, though, but we're going to definitely go into, you know, there's more aspects of gatekeeping, especially when it comes to, like, you know, women women or just any any sort of, like, you know, minority group, you know, people of color or whatever, because, man, I could go on and on about that, especially in, like, comics and music, especially. Jesus Christ. But... We, we can't be here for hours. So part two coming at some point and then we'll, we'll try, we'll, we'll try to dunk on some more, you know, closed minded jerks. Yeah. I mean, really realistically, my, my, uh, my two points overall are just, again, what I said with the super gushers, like what you like, you know, and, and let other people like what they like, you know, share what you like with other people without getting offended. If they don't like what you like, you know, just, be happy that something exists that brings you joy. And the other thing, it, like it, like the leaning into what I was saying about the whole Hellraiser thing, it's like if there isn't a fight happening, don't make one. Like yeah. just enjoy, enjoy what's happening rather than being like, you know, there's some fucking fanboy who hates this. But if you haven't seen it, don't like you're just pissing in the wind, man. Like yeah. just enjoy what's happening. <laughs> Yeah, and like you're like speaking that shit into the world, you know, too. But it's all just—it's a bunch of clickbait bullshit, you know. Oh, we yeah. all live in a world now where everybody's trying to get content for fucking social media. Everyone's trying to be in a fucking influencer. Yeah, you know, hell, you and I—we have a podcast trying to get people yeah, to listen exactly. to it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah, we kind of fit in that. <laughs> exactly. Hey, I said everyone, man. Hey. And we're not we're not going to gatekeep the podcasting world. You know, we're just going to be over here on the side doing our own little thing to our own small little audience, having a good time. But I'm not over here trying to stop anyone else from podcasting or even talking about the same stuff. You know, ironically, exactly. ironically, one of the podcasts that I listened to for years, one of the first podcasts I ever listened to, they ended up doing a series on like lesser appreciated Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. So at the same time that you and I were talking about our Arnieverse movies with like, you know, Conan, but especially the last action hero and like commando, these guys did a whole series where they were like reviewing those movies. And I'm like, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Anyway, it's like weird coincidence, but anyway, screw the gatekeepers like what you like. Once again, I think we have, we've, We've preached this message before, and I, I just want to I want to be like a life coach out here saying, dude, like what you like, you know, be a fan of whatever you want to be a fan of. And don't be afraid. Go to a convention, go to a comic book store, go to a concert, go to a horror movie, go to, you know, Thursday Night Terrors or whatever, like whatever you've got going on in your in your area of the wor- world. Go and check it out. 
And, you know, if you don't know stuff, ask people. And if the people you ask sneer at you, kick them in the nuts and ask somebody else. Because there are <laughs> good fans out there who, like you and I, would love to be like, oh, yeah, hell yeah, let me show you some stuff. Because I am not a gatekeeper. I am here holding the door for anyone who <laughs> I was wants say- to come on in. We're both kind of pushers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're like, I got some good stuff. You want to check it out? <laughs> exactly. I want to help people storm the fucking castle. That's what I want to do. You know, Thank like, fuck, fuck that stuff. I want more people to like the things that I like. I don't want to be the dragon on the horde, you know, secretly liking my band that no one else has ever heard of. And no one else is allowed to like them because they're mine. No, <laughs> like, I want more people to like the stuff that I like and enjoy. Because then I can, I can have more of it. You know, (laughs) those motherfuckers don't share their toys. That's the problem. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Learn to share, guys. Learn to share. Be cool. Have fun and like the stuff you like. Any last thoughts, Mike? No, I think we I think we covered it all. I'm sure we will revisit this, as you said, because there are so many so many layers to this conversation. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I like to keep these rental rant or these special episodes like shorter if we can. So I'm really resisting the urge to be like, and another thing. (laughs) Same, same. (laughs) You know what really grinds my gears? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, all right. I appreciate it. Uh, Everyone out there, thanks for listening. If you, for some reason, haven't heard us say it in every episode so far, you can find out more about this show at RaisedByRentals.com or Raised by Rentals on all the typical social media platforms. Uh, we do, of course, belong to the Rad Pantheon, a super team of podcasters, artists, musicians, all sorts of cool, creative people supporting each other and helping to spread the word about rad stuff. So if you like this show, check out one of those other shows on the Rad Pantheon, RadPantheon.com. And, of course, Rad Pantheon on all the social medias. I wouldn't keep saying it if it wasn't easy to find it. So go check it out. Anything else, Mike? Nope, that's it. All right. Once again, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. If you had fun with us, go find us on one of those social media platforms I mentioned. Drop us a line. Drop us a comment. Tell us what you think we should bitch about next time. And with that, I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we have to return some videotapes. Raised by Rentals is a member of the Rad Pantheon Network. Visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff. The theme music is Forbidden Fruit by Velvet Bethany. You can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com. <laughs>